Jumbo fellow adventurer and podcast listener, today, a special treat. I'm part of a group of transformational leaders, authors and speakers, who gather about once a year to talk shop. And as fate would have it, on one particular meeting, I was one of the guest speakers. It's a TED style talk. It is under 20 minutes. I talk about my dear old friend, fear. And my lesson this lifetime is that it does not stand a chance when you know this. That's the name of my talk. Enjoy. What an honor, what a thrill. Thank you so much for creating this space for all of us, for me. Uh, I regret very much that I missed three meetings in a row uh, with a, a little toddler growing up. You can probably imagine why, plus the travel schedule I have. Um, to be invited back as a speaker, I'm not sure if this is a reward for finally coming back or a punishment. <laughs> Because, I mean, following speakers like we just heard and the company that we're in is pretty daunting. Um, nevertheless, would you believe that there are folks out there in the world who accuse us of being too positive? <laughs> well, given the spirit of the theme that we have for this event, disruption, I thought I would kind of uh, kick it up a notch and accuse maybe all of us of not being positive enough. In fact, brothers and sisters, writers and speakers, I think we've been misleading our readers and our audiences. I know what you tell them. I know that you tell them that life is fair. It really is so fair. And there's a law of attraction. Your thoughts become things. You'll bring about what you think about and be careful of what you wish for because you just might get it. Am I right? Is this part of your message? Well, how does that measure up to Mark Twain's famous quote, I've had a lot of things to worry about in my life, most of which never happened. The problem is the underlying premise that we place these phrases on, that life is fair. What does fair imply to you? A level playing field, right? You know, if there's some pluses, there's some minuses. If there's some pros, there's some cons, there's a level playing field. But this isn't what my life has shown me, and I don't think you've seen it either. Because I've had my Mark Twain moments including last night. I've had these fears. I've had, and I'll only admit this within the confines of this room, a lot of negativity in my life, all the way up to now. In college, I spent four years sweating the fear that I would not get my sought-after degree in accounting. But I did, and I became a CPA. Got hired by Price Waterhouse, and on day one, I began fearing 
that I would be fired from my first job in the real world, a job I had made sure everyone I knew knew I had, PW, baby. And I remember, 23 years old, you know, finally in fear, drawing on some of my mother's woo-woo wisdom, and she was big into creative visualization. So my attempt back then was to offset 17 waking hours of fear with five minutes of creative visualization. <laughs> and I'll tell you honestly, during these sacred five minutes on the living room couch at my mom's home where I still lived at the time, those beautiful thoughts would be infested with more fear. I wondered back then, and I still don't know the answer, is the pink slip really pink? Well, I was transferred to tax quite unexpectedly, and from there, my career blasted off. This is not thoughts become things. When I became an entrepreneur with my brother and my mother, quit Price Waterhouse, sold my condo, invested my nest egg into a t-shirt company, I thought it was the biggest mistake of my life for two years to the point that I called PW and said, can I come back? And they're like, no. <laughs> but in the third year, we became millionaires. Around the same time, which is 20 years ago, hard to believe, I met someone special. All people are special. And it was like the stars aligned. And I understood the meaning of destiny. But I was so plagued with the fear that she would cheat on me. And she did. <laughs> Bad example. Okay, that's not the point I want to make. <laughs> but even recently, 20 years as a writer-speaker right now, at the five, five years ago, I was picked up uh, by Hay House. Uh, I'm a Hay House writer now. And that means I was 15 years into writing and speaking and traveling the world audience after audience, usually 100 or 200 people for a day-long event. And because I've been picked up by Hay House, and they were then doing I Can Do It conferences, they plugged me into the circuit and then told me I would have to hold the stage for an hour in front of 3,000 people. I had two months to prepare, and that means two months of just nerves and nausea and sleepless nights. I had no other recourse than to call my guru, Mom. And at this stage of her life, may she rest in peace, she was on a pretty swift decline into dementia and Alzheimer. And midway through one of my evenings consultations with mom about what do I do, and I'm going down, and I've just been lucky so far, I feel like a fraud, and I'm going to fail in front of 3,000 people and lose all my infinite possibilities. And um, she interrupted me, and she's like, Timidly, Mike, have you ever had an event go bad, like as bad as you're fearing? And she was serious. She, with her dementia, was afraid that I would be like, yeah, Mom, don't you remember all those times? It was from her heart. Like, what could justify the degree of negativity coming from Thoughts Become Things guy? And humbled, I kind of thought, like, Wow, embarrassed. It's like, no, Mom. I have never, in 15 years of fear and worry about speaking and being humiliated, 
have I had one single bad event. And that event went well. And then they invited me to all the other events. And it's like, wow, this got me really thinking. This is not what we taught in the secret. This is not thoughts become things. Something is really missing here. Flying in direct contradiction to what most of us teach. My conclusion is, life is not fair. We tend to think a thought is a thought is a thought is a thought. And you can think blue or you can think green. And whatever you think more of, that's what we teach, is what you're going to get. You can think low, you can think high, you can think left, you can think right. Whatever you think and feel more of, you're going to get. That is not true. You see, to put it in simple terms, I would say that there's like an electoral college of thoughts. Much like in the United States where everyone thinks it's fair, fair, fair. Everyone thinks, I get to vote, I'm a citizen, everyone gets to vote, and every vote counts, and that is not true. It's not true. If you live in California, your vote is significantly less meaningful to electing the president than if you live in Iowa. A vote is not a vote, and a thought is not a thought. And when it comes to the electoral college of the, the mind, I'd venture an estimation based on life experiences that our positive so-called thoughts, positive thoughts, are at least 10,000 times more powerful than a so-called negative thought. 10,000 times. Now, Compare this to what we've been experiencing in our life, you know? We grow up and we're told that we're just animals. And we watch the Discovery Channel, and it's a really scary jungle out there. It is eat or be eaten. Which gives us what, you know? Not very good chances if you want to make a million dollars or find peace and fulfillment or the woman of your dreams as I have now found. Not very good odds. But we come along and say, you know, it's fair even though it doesn't look like any, even though everybody wants money, everybody can have money. It's fair. We imply, oh, there's a 50-50 shot, which is much better than where we came from, survival of the fittest. Only a very teensy few will get up there. So we elevate the crowd to a degree and say, it's fair. But the evidence I have in my life, I know you share in your life, as to the imbalance of a power of positivity over negativity. All of you here and everyone out there, smiles at least 10,000 times more in their lifetime than they do frown. They laugh 10,000 times more than they cry. You have vastly more clarity than those times when you had absolutely no idea, totally lost in the dark, if that has ever even happened. You have health 10,000 times more than you're sick. Even when you're sick, you have health. It's like uncanny. It was like, open your eyes. What happened to 50-50? which just a moment ago was like, well, that's much better than survival of the fittest, but it still ain't that good if you want your dreams to come true. We didn't come here for 50-50. And money? Oh, come on. It's not just us, but anybody and everybody out there with different relativity standards has had more days by far with money than days with absolutely not a dime totally in the red. I mean, that doesn't even happen. We're so pegged to succeed. 
And look at our civilization right now. We are so naive, nice way to say ignorant, and scared as a civilization, the human race. We've got our heads in the sand when it comes to understanding the truth. Pew studies say 85% of people in the world believe that God's an angry white man. Put you here to test you, judge you, and sentence you. 10% believe that life is a meaningless, random chance occurrence that happens somewhere in deep space. 5%, by my estimations, believe that Donald Trump is God. And in spite of this ignorance and naivety, we have blown the lid off of surviving. Are you kidding? We're killing it. We have space stations. We have DNA technology. We have smartphones that can land lunar modules. This is freaky weird. This is not what we taught in The Secret. It's like we're pushed on to greatness every single day. I live the life of my dreams as a fear monger with low levels of anxiety that I just can't bear, and I have the life and wife of my dreams. And look at what you're doing with your lives. You doubt, you second guess, you wonder, you compare. You're killing it. And if we see this, look out, world. This whole place is going to bloom like we cannot even imagine. Here's where I think... I took a wrong turn as I arrove to the earlier stages of thinking that life is fair. Do you remember before you really found truth? You know, you drew some of your conclusions yourself. It's like, you know, everybody's doing their best. Life is beautiful. We're powerful. I should expect more. I should deliver more. I should receive more. And then you heard Earl Nightingale. Or maybe you listened to Jack Canfield. Or you read Fifty Shades of Grey. And you came into truth, and you got that confirmation for the first time in your life, and you were like, "Whoa! I knew it. I knew I was powerful. I knew I'm beautiful. I knew God loves me. We're here to succeed. We're born to thrive. There's no judgment. And wasn't that a big one? You're not being judged. You were never judged. There's no judgment. Everybody's trying. Everybody's going to end up in the palm of God's hand when the lights go out. You were so annoying for like three months to all of your close friends. Do you remember that time? You're just bouncing off the wall, but here's where I took the wrong turn. So elated that there's no judgment. I turned that into neutrality. And I thought to myself, well, all I got to do is change my thinking and I can go forward. It's all about thoughts become things and the focus and the words I choose and my incantations. Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm worried about something. Oh, I can't stop worrying about this thing. Oh, man, I'm afraid. God dang it, this sucks. This is miserable. I hate myself. Oh, no, my thoughts become things. Oh, I'm doomed. Because you all of a sudden equated non-judgment to neutrality. God doesn't care. He's going to love you anyway. You think blue, you get blue. You think green, you get green. You think rich, you think lack. You're going to get it. Because it's like we live in a neutral world. And so the big come up for me, the turnaround for me, was realizing that just because... We're not being judged does not mean that the universe is neutral. There's no connection. We just did that ourselves, or at least I did. We live in a non-neutral universe. We are each the eyes and the ears of God Almighty come alive in the dream of life, and we're here by design our own, our own choice. 
with momentum. We are like eternal gladiators of love and joy cascading through the cosmos and time and space and dimensions unimaginable. And for a little while, for reasons that made sense at the time, from the zenith of our brilliance, we said, there, now, with Jack Canfield. We want to be on time and space. We're going to see the lions and tigers and bears, and we're going to get poked, and we're going to get scared, but bring it on, because it's all going to be happening inside the heart of God. At the end of it all, I'm going to be right back here, surrounded by my friends, and I'm going to laugh and have fun, and I'm going to be like, let's do it again. Let's go back again. And so to pitch the baggage and the, the nomenclature of positive and negative, because there's no judgment. My good is somebody else's not so good or way too good or not good enough. When we think a thought being of the divine, by the divine, for the divine, that is in alignment with truth, and there is a truth to all things, it's our highest responsibility to know and ask the big questions, what is that truth? When we think a thought that's in alignment with God and beauty and majesty and no judgment, with regards to rocking the world and growing and expanding in love eternally, when we think a thought in alignment with these truths, they become the things and events and the loves of our lives. Because they're in alignment with truth, it has nothing to do with positive, negative. When we think a thought that is out of alignment with truth, like a I just don't think I'm up to it, I don't like myself, I always fail when I try to do this or when I try to do that and I'm not loved and my parents didn't believe in me. It's like the truth is you're an eternal spark of the divine. The truth is you mapped out this life and you created the stage for the challenges, lions, tigers, bears, and opportunities that would exist there for you to bloom into all that you could be. And so when you think these negative thoughts, it's like, Lie, lie, liar, liar. They're very hard to make into the things and events of our lives. It's a lot easier to manifest happiness than sadness. Not that you can't do it. It's a lot easier to manifest money than none, which is why we all have some. It's a lot easier to find fulfillment and peace and love and to be loved than to not. It's really hard for God to just not be any of those things, and that's exactly who you are. So it's not positive, it's not negative, and it most certainly is not fair. The cards of life are stacked in your favor. You have but to think, and worlds are born. The heavy lifting is done for you. I tell my audiences now, what is it you want? Think about it. What's the top three things? Top one thing, top ten things. You're going to get it. You always have, you always will. Don't worry that you worry. This is not a talk endorsing fear. I'm not encouraging anybody to put themselves through what I've put myself through. But it's a talk about not worrying that you worry. Do what you can with what you got from where you are. Just a little bit of positivity. And perhaps thanks to mom, I've always tried to at least fake it. That little bit of positivity totally crushes and annihilates the negative. Whether their technology is changing, whether you're good at dancing and singing, whether you're a left brain person or right brain person, you are a spark of God. You are here to thrive. You have default settings through the roof in every area of your life. And you're going to make it. And you're going to get there. And so TLC, brothers and sisters, let's not tell people life is fair. Let's tell them it's stacked in their favor to a minimum degree of 10,000.
times. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!